Marine science, as you've just heard, helps get you around. Shark Bay, Ningaloo, the Great Barrier Reef, and next, well, everywhere. Dr Scott Cutmore is at the Queensland Museum when not at sea. Where do you go to look for parasites? Give me a world tour. Okay, so we focus on parasites of reef fishes, so the Great Barrier Reef a lot, but we also try to get over to French Polynesia and we've sampled all the island chains over there. We looked in Japan, middle of Japan, and then mainly down in Okinawa, South Africa, the Maldives, anywhere where there's a reef. That's like a bucket, a world tour of wonderful places. And if I was to say to someone, come and be a professor of parasitology, they'll say, what? Oh, just worms. But they take you around the world, don't they? They do take you around the world, but you see the world through the glass in the lab, really. You spend most of your time sitting at a microscope, except for a few hours in the morning when we're out shooting the fish. Bit of fun time and a lot of dissecting time. Which fish do you shoot? Pretty much anything on the reef, except for anything big and biting. So biggest and easiest to catch things are always described first. So the stuff in big lejanids like mangrove jack, and in the estuaries, big barramundi, they're done. So we tend to focus now on the small things that haven't been looked at. So little squirrel fish and gobies and blannies and little, little things like that, uh, little butterfly fish, we shoot a lot of them. Parasites means you're not welcome, whereas commensal means you're kind of together and it's okay, there's a deal going on and we live off each other quite nicely. Are these parasites more or less unwelcome in these fish? It depends on the parasite. Most of what we work on is, no, it's not, it's not welcome. It is definitely a parasite. It's taking its food from the host. It lives in the gut and it, that's where it gets its nutrition from. So if you have one or two of these little things, you know, they might only be a thousand microns long. So a millimetre to two millimetres. If you have one or two of them in your gut, it's not going to be a problem. If you have a thousand, it's very bad news. So most of the time, they're not too bad, but there are some parasite groups that are very bad. So a group that I've worked very heavily on, which is the blood flicks, and that's the fruit and fish, cotyledons, and in turtles, uh, spirochids. And now they live in the blood stream, they cruise around the circulatory system, and if you have them in there, that's not good. You want your heart to function properly. So they're releasing eggs all the time, and the eggs are trying to get out through some way when you're in the circulatory system, how do you possibly get out? So in turtles, they're trying to go through the wall of the bladder or the wall of the intestine, but during traversing the system, they get caught in the brain and one gets caught, then another will get caught and all of a sudden you've got a big backlog of eggs somewhere in one of your brain arteries. That's never good. And that'll lead to death of the host. And with fish, the problem is how do you get out of fish? You get out through the gills. That's the closest possible point that blood is to the water. So the egg lodges in the gill and then explodes out. So every time you have an egg pop out, it blows a little hole in the gill. Now, if you have a hundred parasites releasing a thousand eggs a day, that's a lot of holes in the gill. It'll lead to death. When you come back and you publish your findings on particular fish, who immediately gives a phone call and says, that's very interesting information for us. Why are they interested? So with those sort of blood flukes, the people that are interested are the people trying to save the turtles and save fish. So aquaculture is very important and uh, rehabilitation programs. For the other parasites, not a lot of people are directly interested because they're not doing a lot to the fish. The questions come when they have an outbreak. 
So something changes, maybe it's salinity or pH, something changes in an area, so like a new development in a harbour, and all of a sudden parasites explode, that's when someone calls and wants to know what is this and what's going on, why do we have... Largely, like you said, they're not commenceless, but they're not hurting the fish, so they're not ever really doing anything. And in the wild, you wouldn't know, because if a fish dies from a parasite, it gets eaten by a shark. It's scooped up and gone, so no one notices how much of an effect they actually have. Any surprises recently on your expeditions? Yes, there's been a, a few surprises. We've found, so our work on turtle blood flukes has been very interesting. A couple of years ago, we discovered the first blood fluke life cycle for turtles, and we found it in a little thing called a worm snail, which looks almost like a little polyky in the way that it, it attaches to the substrate. And these things are found everywhere. So we started looking in them and we found them everywhere in Queensland. So we've found out how the parasites are getting infected into the turtle and they kill about 30 to 40% of all turtles in Queensland waters. So that was a very interesting finding. That's horrendous. It's massive. It's the biggest killer of marine turtles. And plastic. Oh, no, it's more than plastic, a lot more than plastic because these things get them sick and the plastic knocks them over. So every single turtle has them in it and it's reducing their health. And then if another thing hurts them, some you know, microplastics or another disease comes in, they're just too weak to possibly get over it. Yeah. May I ask you one of the questions that uh, always comes in family gatherings that you have and also down the pub, what's the biggest worm you've ever discovered? Oh, oh I don't know, maybe five centimetres long? That's not long. No, no, the stuff I work on isn't that big. So, unfortunately, we're mainly working on fish that are only, you know, a foot and a half long. So, they've got to have little parasites. Yeah, the biggest ones are the, the big tapeworms in big sharks. And it's very hard for us to get our hands on great white sharks or basking sharks. I'd, I'd love to look in them, but not at the moment. Or the, there's a big, I think there's a very big parasite in the sunfish. The last time I did an interview about a sunfish was in the Natural History Museum in South Kensington in London. A huge sunfish actually got from New South Wales, and in its gut they found an ancient copy of the Sydney Morning Herald going back over 100 years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's interesting. I'd like to find that. I bet you would. Scott Cutmore, curator of parasites at the Queensland Museum in Brisbane.